I'm a full-time content creator. And in social media, you either adapt or you stay behind. And exactly. so I had to come to the, the realization of that and then acceptance of that. And when I did, I was like, wait, why can I marry both? Welcome to the Full-Time Influencer Podcast. I'm your host, Tina Lee, and I'll be sharing industry knowledge and social media tips through weekly interviews with established creators and Q&A sessions. Our goal is to help you decode social media, become a full-time influencer, and do what you love for a living. Let's dive in. Today, we have a special guest, Chelsea from Chelsea as of late on Instagram. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, first I wanted to start off by just asking you to tell us maybe in two sentences what you're about, what your niche is, and maybe the platforms you're on. Sure. So my name is Chelsea, like we said, and my platform is Chelsea as of late. Um, I'm on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube mostly with a tiny little concentration on Pinterest here and there. Um, And then, yeah, my platform is really about creative content and expressing myself creatively. And a subcategory of um, secondhand fashion, which was kind of a happy accident that happened during the pandemic for me. Ah, I see. So that wasn't actually your original focus. It was more about creative content to, to start with? So I started, you know, back in the dinosaur area era when um, we were blogging and Instagram was just yes. rolling out. And my first real passion and love and has always been photography. And so mm. um, photography was kind of the forefront of my platforms and, you know, staging photography, creating concepts and executing them for social media. And um, during the pandemic, you know, everything kind of shifted and we were just forced to kind of like take a step back and look at our patterns. And for me, that involved my shopping uh, patterns Mm -hmm. and what I was putting out there for my community, what I was promoting. And so I had always been a thrifter, but I made a commitment to shop a little bit more consciously and reduce my fast fashion consumption in the year 2020. So I started thrifting more, shopping secondhand more and sharing that with my community. And the girlies were interested. So Mm -hmm. it kind of just integrated organically into my platform, but it wasn't my original focus now. I see. And so Mm -hmm. you meant uh, that you started around, was it like 2015 when blogs were still a thing? Oh my gosh. Girl, try 2012. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was in college when I opened my blog, Chelsea as of late, dog blogspot.com or something like that and um yeah no and so instagram came out what 2014 uh yeah well it was like 2010 but then it didn't become popular until 2014 right 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 so when instagram started picking up i started sharing my content there as well yeah i became a full-time content creator in 2019 so it was a journey Mm. but yeah i was i was around with the blog spots of the of the world. <laughs> I would love to unpack that. Were you also part of Lookbook? I mean, who was it <laughs> yes. at that time? It I was, was an too. Era. <laughs> yes. It was. You know, it was. Oh uh, my God. The good old the days. RIP Lookbook. <laughs> I know. They should bring it back. Kind of like a Tumblr comeback of sorts. Um, yeah. 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 So I just, you know, I was always this kid that wanted to express herself creatively and I just wasn't sure how. By the way, you may hear the train go by. Yes, girl things. Authentic New York experience. I love it. (laughs) You know, it's not so bad. 
But yeah, it just I was this kid that wanted to create or express herself creatively and just yeah. didn't know how. So I was trying dance, I was trying arts and crafts, and eventually I was gifted my first DSLR. And that's where my kind of like, I was able to channel that creativity into photography and capturing moments. Um, and, and then in 2012 in college, I was finding so much inspiration and connecting so much with these women that I didn't even know. They were on the yeah. internet somewhere, you know? Yes. And yes. so that kind of inspired me to want to start my own little community of sorts. And it's been 10 years in the making. <laughs> wow. I guess mm -hmm. before we go into like your progression over the years, what's your background? Are you from New York? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm uh, Dominican, Dominican parents, and I mm -hmm. lived there for majority of my childhood, but I'm from yeah. New York City. I was born in Manhattan awesome. and I live in Queens. Mm -hmm. Ah, I see. Okay. So backtrack a little to kind of the, the process between 2012 to 2019, because that's, it's such a long time to be creating content and still stay passionate about it until you make it full time. I would love to kind of understand, was there a, was it just the, the joy of creating that kept you through different platforms, blogging to now Instagram, and then even beyond that to more video content? What kept you going along those years? I mean, it always goes back to the community for me and to the girls that I was talking to on a daily basis. Um, there were plenty of times, and even you know now having been full time for going on four years, where I'm like, what you know, like y you just have those moments where you're like, this is a lot. What am I doing? Should yeah. I keep doing this? But um, yeah. it always goes back to the girls for me and my community. Um, I mean, I have girls that have been with me since day one and we chat wow. and they're like my my online family of sorts. Yes. So I always go back to that. And also, again, that like this is my channel, like this is how I express myself creatively. And if I wasn't doing it for work, I would probably still be doing it for fun and because it fills me. Yes. Um, so yeah, that's kind of the driving force for me, and it's been it's been a journey. <laughs> I love that answer, especially the community first aspect. Um, I feel like um, oftentimes as creators, we do come from a more of like a I need a creative outlet kind of um, position and angle. But it's it's very it's so great to hear you say like it's your community because yeah. like that is truly something that takes time to foster and develop absolutely. over time. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, everything we have and we have a mass, we kind of owe to them for supporting yes. us and being there and being yes, interested absolutely. in what we're putting out. So, yes. So before 2019, did you have another full time job? What was that like? Yes, 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 yes. So I went to school for communications, public relations and advertising. And so I graduated college in 2015 giving the girls a little date <laughs> my age. Uh, oh, but well, yeah, I'm older, so, so don't worry. <laughs> oh, hang on. Um, no, so I, I, again, I was blogging and kind of creating for social media throughout. And I started this internship shortly after graduating, which turned into my only big girl corporate job I've ever had, which was in public relations. Mm. And yeah, it was... You can imagine it was like having two full-time jobs yes, um, yes i used to kind of like go into work take my lunch break sneak out with my coworkers, help have them help me take my pictures and then like come back to work weekend warrior on wow. a million like it was yes you know when i had to when i started working with brands it was all kind of like before work after work weekends so was your pr job very demanding yeah yeah 
For sure. I mean, when I was there, I had to kind of be there and present. Yeah. Um, and in New York, everything's kind of like fast paced and there's always yes. something happening. So, yeah, I would say it was mm -hmm. it was it required all my attention when I was in there. That's amazing how you were really able to still even dedicate yourself to your content, even though the full time job is pretty, you know, busy. And I mean, I had a full time job, but it was pretty regular. I would say like nine to six. So I had all the other times very free. And even at the job, people were very like nice and respectful. It wasn't like go, go, oh. go. We were just sitting at okay. the desk because I was a designer and I would design like prints for panties That's and so bras cool. and everything. <laughs> yeah. Wait. So that's yeah. amazing yeah in new york city um, midtown manhattan and i was able to even like listen to podcasts and um, audio books and that's actually what got me started to think about starting my own thing so i i say like i have it a lot easier than you did so i'm just super impressed with how you were able to juggle both of those is it really just like the determination and passion driving you or maybe do you have any tips that you can share with us for people who might be doing both at the same time? Uh, sleep whenever you can and drink a lot of water. <laughs> Stay yes, hydrated. yes, yes. No, I, again, I go back to that like passion and that mm -hmm. just like creative energy wanting to like come out one way or another. Yeah. While my yeah. job did require a, let's say a corner of my creative brain when I had to think of like campaign ideas or event ideas or even influencer marketing toward the end. Um, it was a very kind of like, strategic, very um, business forward sort of creative outlook. And so I still, I had this sort of like need to just like create with my hands, like put things together, yeah. get behind the lens, get in front of the lens. So um, just, it's hard, it'll be hard. You'll yeah. have to make a lot of sacrifices. Um, there were plenty of, you know, like family functions. I just, you know, was either late to or had to, mm -hmm. things like that will happen. But um, if it's your passion and if it's what you really want to do and if it's your driving force, just keep at it. Yes, yes. That's and is it worth it? That's kind of what it comes it? down to a hundred percent, a million percent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course, 100%. of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 If I think of any more practical tips or if I think of anything else, I'll DM you and we'll, we'll share it. Yes. Yes, yes. So then what was the transition point from like, okay, I, I still need to keep this job to like, I can take this full time. Did you make a conscious decision to let's say maybe save enough money or have a certain amount of income before you made that leap? Yeah, I always say I have like a split brain, like part of me is very, I'm an air science, so I'm very like, ah, and then part of me is like, Oh, no, 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 we need to budget like we need. To, yeah, how's rent gonna be paid and like all of these things. So I, in like late 2018, I officially quit my job February of 2019, the week of fashion week, by the way. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yes, A moment. Yes. I'll, we'll catch up to that. But um, in late 2018, I kind of, I it always like buzzed around in the back of my head, like, oh, maybe I could do this full time. Uh, but it wasn't until late 2018 that I sat down and I was like, okay, how can I strategic, like logistically do this? And yeah. I just saved up a bunch. I saved up like a year worth of like if wow. everything fails yeah yeah that's yeah. fantastic i was like um yes and so february 2019 rolls around i you know gave my two weeks notice they wished me the best of luck and that first week i remember i was so nervous i was so it was very like a panicky because even yeah. if it's something you've thought about and dreamt about there's nothing like the reality of like, holy crap, it's all on me now. There's no safety net. 
Um, so yeah, I remember I booked myself solid that first week of like events, any, like any brand that wanted to have coffee with me, I went like anything because I just needed to keep busy to not overthink of what I had done, but it's worked out. We're still here. Yes, Yes, (laughs) clearly. Thank God. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So let's talk about that a little bit. Um, first of all, can we ask you about fashion week? What is it like to attend fashion week? When did you first go and how did you get the invites? That's so, a lot. <laughs> only, no, no, it's fine. I've actually only been properly to two, and both were 2019. Mm. Obviously, the pandemic hit and everything yes. changed. Um, but my first was very um, events and like kind of like presentations here and there, so very light, I would say. In September was the second, and that one was my first official like shows, events. Um, there is a few kind of like agencies that handle a lot of the shows and so I just put myself kind of in front of them and you know said hey this is what I'm about this is my platform if you have any fits or any events that you think might be a fit for me let me know and I started getting little by little those like RSVP here invites and then also like I mean I had been fostering brand relationships for at this point like three to four years so Mm -hmm. you know in New York you have all the contacts. And so, yeah, that yes, kind of helped yes, as well. Yes, yes. yes. Yeah. Um, I, the last time I went to New York Fashion Week, I think it's like 2018, if not 2017. It's a, oh, I wanted to time. do fashion in the beginning, but then I quickly okay. realized maybe I couldn't really keep up with the cost of the clothing that I wanted to represent my personal brand. Because um, I, I, I was more interested in like luxury stuff and I was like, I can't. I can't afford to like do this, but also like, I don't want to keep like buying and returning. And so, and I knew that travel was also more a direction I wanted to go. And so I, I switched yeah. very quickly actually, but I, I love seeing other influencers going to fashion week. It's super entertaining. Yeah. So many fun events. Everyone's dressed up to the T. I will say that's one of the few things that it's very like, not selfish, but like I do for myself. Like that's for funsies for me because yes my girls want to know like where to throw you know like they're not out here like what's the latest on the runway per se but it's just a fun it's a fun time it's a fun time and it's part of the the lifestyle here in new york especially if you're a content creator with a tiny little bit of um fashion concentration let's say so yes but also you know it's it is part of your niche because you have such unique style thank you are you enjoying the full-time influencer podcast so far If so, then we'd love for you to share this episode with someone who will benefit from it or share this episode to your Instagram stories. Our mission is to help aspiring creators around the world. And with your help, we get one step closer with every share. Thank you so much. And now back to the show. Also, can we talk about your creative as well? Like, (laughs) I love how you marry travel with you know, like creative transitions and creative video, like you killed Thank it you so with much. reels. Um, I find so much inspiration on your page all the time. I'm like, oh my gosh, no if way. Only I watched your entire story. <laughs> I think it was last night about the umbrella transition. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. I see the difference. <laughs> so good. Awesome. So oh, good. Oh, thank you so much. Okay. And know uh, we need to talk more about your reels as well, because I know you transitioned from 
Um, and then after that, I would love to just touch upon how you networked with people later. But before that, because you mentioned reels, because I before this, you were very heavily focused on photography, right? You mentioned、mm-hmm. with your DSLR camera. So then, when reels came out, was that a little bit of a challenge for you in the beginning? How did you learn to get、oh, good at reels? I think I'm still trying. <laughs> I think I'm. Still I think、learning. you're there. But, thank you.、Um, so yes, at the beginning I was very resistant. Again, I've been on yeah, Instagram yeah. since like the beginning. So、yeah. for me, it was very much like I was a a photography Instagram purist, let's say. Yeah. And I remember I even I even did a reel saying like, "You're not taking our photos away. Yeah.、Um, take this, Adam." But I. You know, it's just this is my full-time job. I'm a full-time content creator, and in social media, you either adapt or you stay behind. And、exactly. so I had to come to the the realization of that, and then acceptance of that. And when I did, I was like, wait, why can I marry both? Why can I bring my creative photography and kind of like turn them into reels, and、yeah. even like have a little bit more of an educational aspect、yeah. to it, teaching girls like, oh, this is how you know, this is how I create this photo. This is the behind the scenes.、Um, So it took a it took a minute. I wasn't one of the first, you know, like yay reels type of creators, but I definitely welcome it now, especially、yeah. seeing what it's done for platforms in terms、mm-hmm. of discovery, growth, connecting with you know new community members, and so yeah. Yeah, how was that like for you? I mean, it it, it changed my platform for so long. I feel like it was so hard to grow to find、mm-hmm. you know new peeps and to connect with new peeps. Um, I feel like the Instagram of like 2018 to 2020, let's say, was very stale in that regard. And、mm-hmm. I mean, let's call a spade a spade. TikTok kind of lit that fire for them to、yes. showcase creators and you know put creators first, because at the end of the day, we are what is keeping the platform around. So、um, yeah, it, it, I grew a lot. I mean, a lot in. When I started taking reels more seriously and creating series around reels,、yes. which is what really kind of like powered my growth,、um, mm. because I mean it's it's the consistency, right? That's kind of what、yeah. pushes you out there. That's a great tip, actually,、um, to create series out of your reels. I think from what I have seen, you have like the.、Um, The video versus the final photo, so like the behind、mm-hmm. the scenes stitch with the final result, which is super entertaining、yes. because it's always surprising to see your final result because it's like very、okay. creative, <laughs> unique angles, and it's like a pop of color also. So that's a series.、Yeah. And then, do you have like transition series, and what other series have you created? Okay, so I'm getting、uh, again. I'm new to the transition game, but I'm I'm learning, especially from you. Um, but yes, I'm love. So anytime a transition video goes, you know, let's say gets a little love, yeah, the comments are always like, "How do you do this? How do you do this? Please tutorial, tutorial." So I think there's definitely hunger for that、uh, yeah. educational piece of like, "How do you do this? Like, how do how do you make it so seamless?"、Uh, so I'm just dipping my toes in that. But some of my series are the moment versus the photo.、Um, Back to the thrifting, what I thrifted versus what I how、mm-hmm. I styled it. Yes.、Um, the first series I ever did and committed to was thirty days of creative fall photo ideas. Ah, yes, I remember that. You could tell by the end. I was like, "Here's the leaf." Like, yeah, <laughs> I was tired, but I it worked and I loved it, and it was my、yeah. first kind of like again that first moment where I was like, "Wait, 
we have to this, get behind wheels. Right, like, this right. is it. And yeah, so I, especially if you're like, I'm not sure what to do. I'm not sure how to start a series definitely helps kind of like drive yeah. that and commit to it, let's say. Yeah, yeah. You did 30 reels. Was that like day every single day or was it over a longer period of time? Yes, it was 30. Well, I stopped for like sponsored content here and yeah. there. Um, but if it wasn't that, it was just the 30 days. Wow, mm-hmm. that's so impressive. Yeah. And and at what point did it start to take off and then everything else started to pick up? Okay, so it was a super random one. <laughs> you know how it's always the random ones and you're like, Why? It kind of is. Okay. Um, it was around like day eight. I would mm. say like it was at like the eighth day. Uh, yeah. I did one, like it was just like a play on a foreground versus background and like a yeah. staircase. And I posted it and it did okay at first. And then after a few days, it started to pick up and pick up and pick up. It was my first reel to ever reach in the millions of views. Mm. And that was kind of the driving force to me even reaching 100K in, yeah, in wow. community members. So that was when, and then I had the rest of the series to still go. So I was like, I was really excited. Then I was like, oh, wait, this is working. Yes. This is cool. Yeah. Um, That's awesome. And yeah, so yeah. Oh, wow. I love that because we did the 30 days real challenge on my full-time influencer page. And when we started, uh, uh, I only had like 20K, maybe it was less, like it was like 20K. And so I had to do it every single day. And sometimes we even tried to post two posts, two reels a day. And in the first two weeks, nothing happened. And I was like, oh, I'm going to publicly embarrass myself as a coach. And then this is going to like flop. And halfway through something just popped off and then it sort of pulled everything else up as well and then the momentum just kept us going and you know how when you have a lot of posts out there then all the previous one will also continue to get views and so that's how you get Mm -hmm. that crazy exponential growth a hundred percent I think that's also a point that we miss a lot with this new kind of like seek for virality and like Mm -hmm. you just want to get that one viral video but if you don't have the content to back it up people are not gonna want to stick around so yes yes yes, you want you know the video to reach you want that one video to kind of take off but if you don't have the content before that that they can also consume and be like wait i like this person because x y and z and it's also very important to keep your reels within your niche or somewhat within your niche so that in case one of them goes viral or many of them go viral you're at least attracting the right audience and they know you for the content that you actually want to create that they imagine if you did like a totally random one and then you went viral and you grew like 20,000 new followers but they don't want to see the rest of your actual content right. that you enjoy creating that would suck right I always think back of like the the comedy TikToks and reels where I'm like yeah I always have these like funny thoughts but like I'm not a I'm not a comedy girly so like mm-hmm. if any of them take off I'm like no we're you're gonna get fashion <laughs> and creative that photos. is a great point That's a great point because what I see a lot is when people are starting out, they're kind of dipping their toes in everything, which I encourage because you've got to figure out what you like first. But then once you figure that out, try not to veer off that and be like, well, I'm also, you know, funny or I'm also great at acting. So therefore I should do skits or then I should do jokes. And and then you Mm -hmm. get, unless that's your niche, but otherwise you get kind of sidetracked and might not get the right audience that way yeah not to mention also the algorithm picks up what your niche is eventually so like 
they will push out content that is relevant to you as well as their audience. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I actually had a student ask me, is creative self-portraits a type of niche? And I, I thought of your account because I feel like that kind of describes you, though I'm not sure if they're all self-portraits or maybe you sometimes have people helping you shoot, but the yeah, creative yeah. portraits and creative photography immediately came to mind. Like, do you think that's um, that's also one of the reasons I really wanted to talk to you because I feel like you do this creative photography really, really well. How were you able to decide on this particular topic and then kind of really hone in on your style and then make that known to, to other mm. people? Yeah, again, I was, you know, one of the girls that was experimenting with a bunch of little, let's call them like sub-niches within mm -hmm. fashion and lifestyle. And I land I really kind of like honed in and discovered okay no creative photography whether that's a self-portrait a portrait of you know photo with a background a landscape near city yeah. was my passion and what I wanted to pursue um so yeah I wouldn't hmm, I, I don't know if I would say that like creative portraits is my specialty per se but it is a big passion and a big part yeah. of my platform in general yeah. And they're also, you know, convenient to do here at home, <laughs> yeah. which in the pandemic was very necessary. So Yes, yes. It, I think it's definitely something that makes your page very unique visually uh, in terms of the style. So it definitely stands out. But I think it, for anybody listening, if you're still kind of trying to figure it out, it might take a little bit of time for you to pinpoint exactly and even to express it to a consistent with a consistent style over time. But mm -hmm. that's definitely viable, but you just have to really understand what lights you up and then keep going uh, in that area. Yeah, I always say think of the topic that like you won't get tired, one, talking about, two, doing. Like what are the two things yes. you just, you, you won't run out, you won't feel burned out because you'll have that fire within you. Um, totally. And that's kind of where I landed. Yes, yes, yes. I would love to also backtrack a bit when you talked about uh, networking in New York City and how you had like coffee meets and some uh, events lined up. What kind of are the things that people who might just be starting out can do to start networking and building their network of people where they can eventually get those brand deals like you are now? First of all, networking doesn't have to be physical. So if you're not in a major city like New York or LA, that's completely fine. Yeah, I started out like most of us do, just posting things that I loved, products that I loved, locations, whatever it may be, just tagging the brands organically. Nobody was paying me to do it, but I knew I wanted to eventually work with these brands because I love these brands so much organically that it would just make sense for me. And so yeah. through that, through just like, or, and I'm not saying work for free, there's a difference. Yeah. <laughs> if they come to you with a campaign idea, now we're talking budget, but, um, you know, whatever it is you're passionate about, inside or outside of your niche, rather, because, you know, like, I'm working with American Express. They're not a creative photography company, but it makes sense for me because it's part of my lifestyle. And I incorporate yes. that into how I creatively express myself on social media. And that's the challenge. That's where you marry two things. But, um, yeah, I just started posting organically, sharing, you know, the brands that I was passionate about. And eventually these brands noticed and they started getting back to me or emailing me. I also worked in public relations, so it was a little easier for me to pitch, you know, brands that I wanted yeah. to work with or et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, that's kind of how I started my network little by little. Of 
course I have the advantage that I live in New York. So I was able to meet in person with some of these contacts follow each other on Insta, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, I I really agree that if you are able to go to any of these events or be able to meet up with any of these PR representatives, that would be fantastic. That would be ideal. Um, However, if anybody listening isn't, like you said, based in a big city, it doesn't have to be in person and you don't necessarily have to go to events to be able to get these brand deals. You know, that's what a lot of these platforms are like 4.co or I don't know, like obviously Aspire IQ, Mm -hmm. but even beyond that, just reaching out to the PR people, even if you're not based in the same city, can still really, really help. Like when I was in New York, even though I was there, I really, I'm just very shy at events. And if I don't have friends Mm -hmm. to go with, then I prefer not to go. And I also get really awkward with coffee conversations it's a Mm. work in progress I'm I'm getting slightly better over time with all that kind of small talk and the nerves and everything but in the beginning it was just so much for me and so I actually didn't do hard I hardly did any of those coffee meets or and the events were very limited or I would kind of go get and then just like take some photos and then immediately leave so I didn't even network with anybody Mm. there too much and even so I think ultimately when your content is unique you can still stand out and you will still be reached out to by prominent brands and you can still represent yourself in other ways but your tips are totally um, true though I just wanted people to know that yeah if you really love a brand introducing yourself never hurts Even if it's not like, let's work together right now. If it's just, hey, this is who I am. This is what I do. This is why I think we would be a great fit. If anything ever comes up, if there's an opportunity to campaign, I would love to hear about it. Yeah. Send that out. And you never know if it's going to come back, when it comes back. And that's exactly. Yes, yes, yes. Definitely. That first introduction is important because they might not have a campaign at that particular moment. Or maybe they just finished a campaign. But now you're on their radar. Yeah, for the future. Definitely. That's a great yeah. tip. Those are super, super helpful information. Do you feel like um, being in New York City is something that you will, con- is sort of now part of your brand and that you will continue in this direction? Yeah, so long as New York City will have me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> things are getting kind of crazy. I know, kind of um, crazy. Yeah, you moved recently, right? Yes, I did, yeah. a little over a year ago. Yeah, so yes. Uh, New York is a huge part of my identity therefore it's a big part of as an extension of my platform and so yeah I I don't see that changing anytime soon yeah yeah do you travel much and when you do does that affect maybe how people respond to your content Um, I'm laughing because I have been trying to stay home this entire summer and then opportunities just just keep coming up and I'm like okay I'm saying yes to everything So yes, I'm traveling a lot more this year, especially, you know, last year and the year before were obviously different. Mm -hmm. But um, no, I I wouldn't say it changes, you know, the dynamic of my content a lot. If I can create while I'm out there, of course, but it's still within, it's consistent within what I do. So like I'll find a creative spot, creative photo idea to take wherever I am. Or, you know, a fun transition reel to kind of capture out there. Um, yeah. The only thing I would say is, you know, the girls that are from wherever I'm going obviously become a little bit more engaged and send me recos and there's more conversation in that sense. But in terms of content, no, I would say I try to maintain, again, 
the yeah. same cadence. That's good to know. So as long as you have carved out your own style, it really is independent of you know location, setting, etc. Yeah. Yeah, and I noticed that you are assigned to an agency, right? You have them on、yes. your bio. How was that、yes. experience? Was that like a recent thing, or it's been a while? Yes, a year actually.、Um, I had been reached out to by a few agencies before, but I was always hesitant to let go of that control of like、yeah. you know somebody else is ha- handling conversations on your behalf. But、uh, one of my very close friends that. Lived in the city at the time, Lisette Calvero at Lisette Lisette Calv. If you guys know her on Insta or want to follow her, she's amazing.、Uh, she opened her agency officially. She started taking on talent. She had done client consultancy up until that point, and she started taking、mm-hmm. very select、uh, talent. And I knew her, I trusted her, and I wanted her to represent me. So we did it. <laughs> we、That's、signed、amazing. on the dotted line a year ago. So and has that been great for you since? Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> it's opened up so much time. As a creator, you want to create, right? Like you just want to be creating. You want to, you know, think up ideas.、Yeah. You want to stay on that track. And oftentimes, our jobs are not just that. There's a not so glamorous side of it, which is admin, which is emails, which is again、totally. pitching, which is chasing after invoices. Like all those nitty gritty things do take time and energy. And so. I thought, you know, I can do it all. It's fine. But once that piece was removed, I realized how much more time and energy I had to kind of spend on the things that I want to spend, which is great. Not saying though that you can't do it without a manager, because that's、mm-hmm. just kind of like an added bonus for、yeah. me. But it definitely, it definitely helped. Yeah, yeah. I think if you enjoy negotiating and you're a pretty good negotiator, or you're like a tough negotiator, then you can definitely do it yourself as well. But having an agency. Represent you definitely does feel like a different type of communication with the brand, and sometimes it does help with the rates that you're able to garner. Although that that's not always a hundred percent true. We have a pretty open communication as to like you know what we're charging. It's not something that they determine. Like it's very much like a two way street. So、hmm. I would say it's it's actually good to have that kind of experience on your own and know your worth、yeah. and stay on top of like、yeah. what our industry you know rates more or less and things like that because、uh, relationship with your manager should be like again it's an extension of you. I love that very open communication. It's it's really key and you have to have so much trust in your manager because、yeah. they they represent you and so everything that they say people will think. Of you as that, 100%, so yeah, hundred percent, yeah. So, what else is in the horizon for you in the future? Do you plan to expand in other ways, maybe other platforms, or do you want to build other businesses? In terms of platforms, I really want to focus on YouTube a lot. Mm. Mm.、Um, it's the platform that's always kind of been there for me, like in the back burner, but I never fully kind of go for it. And so, I'm I'm working out. A way where it can fit seamlessly into what I do already, and the、yeah. con- the type of content I create for both Instagram and TikTok. In terms of business, I would love to expand on the educational portion、mm. of、yeah. creating.、Um, I feel like there are so many people like you that have mastered, you know, the behind not the behind the scenes, but like the the how to be a content creator, how to create. Yeah, but. What I want to focus more on is how to find that creative, you know,、mm-hmm. niche or creative angle, or how to express yourself creatively. What does that look like for you? 
um, because I feel like there's so many girls out there that want to learn, that want to express themselves and just don't know kind of like the path to how do I do this consistently and therefore turn it around into a social media platform. And so, yeah, that's kind of what yeah. I want to pursue next. I don't know what that looks like yet, but yeah. when I do, I'll let you know. <laughs> yeah, I think that is spot on. That would be perfect for you because it's just totally in line with your brand and what people follow you for. So then they would naturally want to learn how you actually do it. So very excited for that next chapter when it happens. So I just want to say thank you so much for taking the time to come on here and share your journey and all of these tips about networking and growing with reels and how you adjusted. It was a pleasure speaking with you and uh, we can't wait to see where you uh, go from here. Thank you so much. Honestly, anytime you want, I'll come back. <laughs> when you yes. reached out, I was like, me? Yes, no I'll be there. <laughs> so again, thank you so much for having me and sharing the space with, you know, with me to chat about all thank the things you. social media. Thanks again for tuning in to the Full-Time Influencer Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with someone who could benefit from it. And I'll see you in the next one.